there were some nights where I was like fucking so sad about like just how the show went because mm. I just didn't get any laughs. Maybe I got one laugh, but it was just something about it. I was just like, um, just so maybe there was times where I was like, this isn't, this is, I'm just not funny. This sucks. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to like, I'm not going to succeed. This is bullshit. Like, it's just so disheartening. I like doing like the same thing, like just going to these fucking shows, like these open mics for years and years. And it's just like, nothing was like happening. Curtis Connor. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Are we starting? Okay, damn. Welcome to the Jones Talk Podcast. Thanks for having me on. This, I appreciate it. No, this is cool. You do a lot of cool stuff. And, oh, thanks. Uh, we're just going to shoot the shit today. Okay, cool. Which is... Uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first we heard of you mm-hmm. um, was when we had Taylor and Brayden from Inkbox. Oh, yeah, Brayden and Brayden and Ty, my former bosses. Yeah. Did I say Tyler? Did I say... You said name? Taylor, I said, t- I'm sorry, Tyler. Yeah. Um, That's his name now. <laughs> yeah, we had, no, he now goes on He has no option. <laughs> it's on a podcast. It's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah. Um, but that was the first time we had heard. They, they threw out your name and they said that that was sort of the secret sauce to their to their success. Um, well, like, I wouldn't really. <laughs> I don't think it was me at all. But. Well, they said that that was the, it's what helped create in terms of creating content for, for YouTube and everything. And you blew up on youtube at the same time mm-hmm. now you're a touring you're a comedian you just got married for the second time for the second time for the yeah. same we person. had to we had to run it back yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on that thank you thanks um but <laughs> let's start with you know sort of the backstory here who's curtis and yeah. how did you get here um well i i drove here you drove yeah, yeah. <laughs> um how was parking it was okay, actually. Okay. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Traffic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who is Curtis. That's the. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, I grew up sort of like obviously like a super shy kid. I feel like that's pretty, con- like consistent with people who I, I don't know, with people in comedy. I feel like I don't know for the most part. I was pretty quiet and shy. Um, I was like really. I don't know. I was just like skateboarded all the time. Like my, my friends play video games, like typical, like just like suburb suburban kid stuff. I grew up in Whitby, Ontario, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Hamilton, unfortunately. <laughs> so bad it decision was, after bad decision. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Maybe I don't even know if that was a lateral move or I, or worse. I don't know. But I moved to Hamilton when I was like twelve, um, and then stayed there until I was nineteen, and then I moved to Toronto. Um, but yeah, I um, I mean, I didn't. It's weird because what I do now, it's so like what I never thought I would be doing. Especially like ask any of my family members as well. They were like so confused when I started doing it because it was like so out of character for me, I guess. Um, what spawned it? Like, what, what made you suddenly decide? Just want to like perform and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I try to think about that too. I don't know if I actually have like a good answer for it. It was so weird because I, like, I've always loved comedy like i've i grew up watching like movies all the time like me and my sisters that's all we did together was just watch movies and we loved like comedy movies we loved laughing um my favorite movie growing up was good burger which is like it's a great it's a funny movie (laughs) um and uh yeah i mean i also like i 
like sort of I was aware of stand up comedy and like I knew people did it, but it was just like I didn't know you could just do it. Like yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> to me it was like you had to do all these things and then you could do it. So it was like it felt so out of reach of what I could possibly do. Sure. Um but then yeah, I just started like around like twenty thirteen, I think it was like I like just got out of a like relationship. It was like like I was about to go to college and it was like a weird time like mentally I think I was just trying to like grasp onto something that I could really like I just like that would just like fulfill me I think yeah and at the time I was just really I was really watching like a lot of YouTube uh like stand up on YouTube like stand up clips from like the Laugh Factory and stuff and I was like just like getting really into stand up and um yeah it was uh I was actually working at Starbucks at the time and I had this regular his name was Jared, Jared, or Jareth, or Jared, whatever you wrote on the cup, whatever I wrote on the cup, yeah, <laughs> it was incorrect. Whatever I did, I'll write on it. But um, he would come in every day, and he always we were like joke around, and he would always like hype me up so much. He's like, "You're so fucking funny, man!" Yeah. He's like, "You gotta, you gotta do stand up like all the time." And I was like, "What are you talking? I can't do that." And then like he one day he came in, he was like, "There's an open mic." at this uh this cafe in St. Catharines at like the end of the month you got to do 5 minutes and he just like kept like wow. hounding me he's like I'll pick you up and drive you and then we'll, you're going to go do it and then he did that and um wow yeah he like drove me there and I did 5 minutes of material and that was yeah the first set it was at Ma- Mate Mate Cafe in St. Catharines it was 5 minutes long it was in like 2013 how did you do fucking so bad like it was terrible <laughs> like i had like one i had one laugh and then i guess yeah that was enough for me to be like all right I can do this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, i'm gonna nice. do this for the next 10 years and then <laughs> here i am so yeah it's it's super weird when i think back on it because it like if if it wasn't for jared or whatever jared i feel bad i've always fucked up his name but um, <laughs> the one guy if it wasn't, that if it wasn't for him whatever his name is <laughs> yeah, yeah. i wouldn't be here <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know if i would have had the ball to so, like just go do it like yeah. myself you still you know? talk to jared or jared or? nah no nah, the last time i saw him or like see anything from him was on facebook and he did like some like religious like super religious mm-hmm. retreat or something and i was like it, cool it's not my thing so i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was just like i don't know i haven't talked to him since but yeah. you know if he's listening shout out to whatever <laughs> your fucking name is <laughs> but yeah it's um it's crazy to think back at that but and wild. now you're pretty much touring all over the world yeah yeah taking a, a little break from it now because i'm just in the midst of like writing a new hour um but yeah the last two years is pretty much three years has been like consistent touring like all over the place so it's been crazy it's cool that um you know with youtube it's been able to help out the stand-up which is like what i did first um and you know they kind of feed into each other which is which is good but but yeah it's been crazy it's been a lot touring is tiring yeah we've had on a lot of musicians talk about touring and talk about how it, it really drains them yeah yeah i mean i feel like comedians have it a lot easier than musicians i think because it's like you gotta do like if you're in a band and shit you have to like do a, a sound check that takes like fuck it, like an hour yeah. you have to like you got your like gear and your pedals and shit and it's like or if you're a comedian you just have like we have like a microphone our sound check takes like fucking like <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds yeah it sounds good okay cool i'm gonna go lie down again it's like so it's like obviously like the act of it is very tiring because yeah. it's like you're never you're never in one place for like more than a day and it's like you're eating like shit 
you're not exercising or I'm not exercising. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's definitely tiring and it's shitty. Like, you know, being like my wife is like, just like at home and stuff like with the dog and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's part, that part is tough. Like the balance of it, like the, being like you know, on the road. yeah. And having like my wife, cause like it's, does she come with you? Sometimes she does and it's great, but then it's a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's definitely a lot for people to, um, well, it, I mean, I imagine between when you're actually working, yeah, she's kind of just hanging around. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, well, it's like we, whenever I'm touring, it's like it's with me and my two friends, Jacob and Dean, and like we're all we all get along like super well, so we're all just hanging out. But yeah, it's it's definitely the we have to do, be here at this time to do this. I got to yeah. sign a bunch of posters and stuff. We got to and then leave right after the show. It's like it it can be a lot for yeah. people. So. Um, but yeah, it, the touring is great. The shows have been like amazing. But um, yeah, how long is the break that you're on right now? Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. But okay. I think um, we're trying to do a tour, like another big tour, like next summer, fall. Okay. So the next like six months probably is going to be just focused on writing the new hour. And, and you're then... writing it for that purpose. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just recorded my first special in toronto so that nice. once i put that Congrats. out thank you yeah it was cool. cool it was at the the danforth music hall yeah, yeah. um produced by just for laughs which was cool very nice. cool nice. um but yeah so once i put that out i can't really do that material anymore because <laughs> like people will be like oh, i've fucking seen this already mm -hmm. so and that's the other thing like i guess that's where the give and take is with musicians because mm -hmm. like they can just play their fucking so they can just play their hits yeah, yeah. yeah i can't do that so Okay, so you you do the you do the special, sorry, and then it's because it's aired, yeah, that that material can't be used. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, you can sort of recycle. Yeah, that's the okay. yeah, that's the hour that I've been working on for the past like year and a half, pretty much. That is that's been filmed that we're putting out yeah. in the next like month or two. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you. Like if John Mulaney, like his new special, if he just put it out on Netflix and it got like all these views and stuff, all these all these streams, and it's like he just did the same hour on the next tour, people would be yeah. like, "Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, 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 <laughs> I yeah. literally just saw that." Yeah. So yeah, it'd be it'd be weird. But how long does it take? Like, what's your process for putting together material? Um, where do you draw your inspiration from? Like, how do you come up with it? Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's definitely it's changed over the ten years that I've been doing it. Obviously, um, but. I mean, before, when I started doing stand-up, I was just doing, um, like, one-liner jokes, mm -hmm. which is, like, just fucking set-up, punchline. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really hard to build material because, like, each joke was, like, 10, 20 seconds long. So yeah. I'd have to have, like, in a five-minute set, I have, like, 30 jokes. <laughs> so it would be annoying, like, trying to build an hour of that is, yeah. like... Like, if you watch, like, a Stephen Wright special, it's, like... Mm -hmm hundreds and hundreds of jokes like back to back and it's like i can never be that so it's like hard to keep up yeah yeah it's and it's so i was struggling too because like it gets so formulaic in a way where people can almost you have to really like subvert expectations with people too within the format of setup punchline too or else it'll be like get stale and within like two minutes so that was really difficult but once i started like uh, experimenting with like storytelling and um, like just more observational stuff is when I like really I don't know I, it's like I fell in love with it like all over again pretty much because I felt like I could like 
communicate more of who I was like within the material. Mm. Um, cause that's the stuff I like enjoy. Like that's the comedy that I like watching also. Yeah, so it's like, too, yeah. yeah. So it's like, you can connect with it more. It's, you can sit there and like, Oh, you're on a, like on take, a journey yeah, with you on it. a journey. You can go through it and then so the joke comes back later. Cause you yeah. tell the same story. It's like, Oh, that's yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember from yeah. last time. Yeah. So that's like it. That's, um, I have like, so it's a mix of like stories and observations and stuff, but um, yeah, most of the time it's just like if I have like a thought in my head, I'll just like put it in my notes and then that'll happen maybe 10 times a day. Maybe it'll happen once a day or once a week or like who, it's like all it, like it, who knows yeah. for like ideas. Um, and then I'll like, if I have time, I'll just like look through it and see like which idea could be if it can be in like inserted into another bit that I have where it can be its own bit or it's like, or maybe that's just a tweet or like, maybe that's like a <laughs> video or it's like, some things are just an a X now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe if that's an X. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's just like over the years I've, I've, I think I've gotten better at deciding which, what an idea like could be, I think. Mm. So, um, but yeah, who fucking knows? It's sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's really hard. But well, most of the time, it's 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 hard. <laughs> well, uh, so what when that happens, like when it's not working, like when you're not able to put something together, mm-hmm. how do you block out the the negativity that comes with that? Because yeah, if you don't come up with material, that's it. Right? Yeah, I can't do a tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never thought. Of it. <laughs> um, no, I I mean that's I feel like. It's. I'm very happy that I was able to do stand up before like YouTube and internet stuff because with stand up, I, I don't think I got good at stand up until like maybe last year. Like I don't even think I'm that strong of a stand up performer. I, it takes so long to like find out who you are on a stage, mm-hmm. um, especially as like fucking 19 year old like white kid i'm like what do i have to fucking say really it's like i don't i've had the easiest time ever it's like um it's 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 like hard to get get up there and be like listen to me listen to what i gotta say so it's like it takes a while to like you know find what you even want to say or portray or who you want to be up there yeah so yeah but with stand-up though i spent the first five six seven years just like bombing in like bars and basements of bars and like just in front of other comics yeah and it's like that really teaches you that like something and i think youtube actually like helped with that and like vine and everything like the internet helps because like if a stand-up bit didn't work on stage i could always like repurpose it into something else and it still was i knew it was funny but like it just didn't work in that format so Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just a way of like you just have to figure out what the idea is or what the best like iteration of that idea could be and then sort of go from there but yeah if you that's like a good way of dealing with shit not working is like do stand up in front of just other comedians for like five ten years it was a it was depressing but you know (laughs) it it helped out a lot it definitely did do you ever have bouts where or, or times where you thought you know what maybe i should consider a different career um no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, never mind. I, well, I went to Guelph University mm. for two days because I wanted to be an English teacher. Um, 
Okay. Yeah, that's a good response. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and then I was there for two days. I had a panic attack because, like, I just wanted, wanted to do comedy really bad. So I think that was the only time where I was, like, freaking out. I got to change my career path. Yeah. So I changed from the English teacher thing to um, to pursue comedy. Um, what did your parents say? They were they were upset, I think, yeah. at first. Understandably. Naturally. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the time being like, what? <laughs> What's wrong? What's the problem? But no, I remember my mom being like, well, you can like think about this before you do it. Because she was like, this is not a like a steady career. Like this might not work out. Um, but I mean... Yeah, it's it's in my head. I don't know if it was just like being young and stupid and not really thinking, but it was just like in my head. I was like, "There's nothing. There's no way this like has to work. Like, there's no way it's not going to." Yeah. So after the so after the first time you went when you went to St. Catharines, you fell in love it right that day. Yeah, pretty much. And then yeah. After that time, when was the second time you did a stand up? Um, it was I think a week, a week or two after. There was like another show happening because I met like a comedian that was there also that night and he said he was putting on other shows and like just like other open mics and stuff so yeah it was just like i try to get up every week or two and then i would just just have, try to do m- new find, material there i find that so interesting because you obviously bombed terribly the first night yeah thank you yeah uh, <laughs> obviously. as 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 one does when you do comedy yeah yeah, yeah right yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You, like you're not gonna go in there but it's, and it's just, so, yeah exactly but it's, it's I, I can't because i've never done it i i can't i can't imagine going on there bombing and being like, oh yeah, this is it. Like, like yeah. so. Like when you said that that one laugh, like it was it's just like when you first did the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Go ahead. Damn. Right? Uh, no, no, it's, it's factual. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then this is like, how do you like like when you were saying that after that one life, you're like, okay, this is it. Is like that that, I guess that click is very, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I know. I always think about that too because like when I started when I really got into stand-up when I moved to Toronto and I was like doing like regular shows there were some nights where I was like fucking so sad about like just how the show went Mm because I just didn't get any laughs maybe I got one laugh but it was just something about it I was just like um just so maybe there was times where I was like this isn't this is I'm just not funny this sucks like no (laughs) I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna succeed this is bullshit like it's just so disheartening like doing like the same thing like just going to these fucking shows like these open mics for years and years and it's just like nothing was like happening so it was like it is it is interesting thinking back to that one time where it was like this the same experience that i would have years down the road where i would feel negative but when i first started it was like this is it this is the best so it was like i don't know it was maybe the thing is I did get one the one laugh was actually the joke that I was like <laughs> really proud of so okay. maybe that's what okay. it was yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how do but, you feel now when you see the 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 response to your 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 product and then think back to that time when you were self judging and thinking like am I just not funny yeah like, how much validation do you feel today and um I mean I still think I'm not that funny sometimes like i'll still do like you're humble yeah thanks thank you (laughs) um or just negative i don't know what that (laughs) word is i don't know maybe um or insecure i don't know but there's a lot of there is some nights where like it's so weird because 
it's it, especially being like on a the tour that we did it was fucking like we did 55 shows i think across like all north america and like there were like theaters like anywhere from like 1100 capacity to like 35 and it was like every night it was like just fucking packs like a great like we had we didn't have like one bad crowd the whole tour and then there was like several nights where i got off the stage and i was like they fucking hated me it was so bad that was bullshit and i don't know what that is but it was like i don't talk yeah i guess it also i don't think it i don't know if it, it will ever go away i don't and there's like a part of me that like doesn't really want it to because it's Why? like to if i you i think so i think to motivate me and also if i feel like if I ever walk off stage and I'm like, I fucking crushed that, dude. I think my friends would also like make fun of me too, because it's like, what? Relax, <laughs> you know. It's like it's a fucking comedy show. It's yeah. like you're just a guy. So it's like, yeah, it's. So it's a mechanism to to keep you grounded. I think and not let your ego. Yeah. Grow out of control. I think so. Yeah, maybe it is my. Yeah, I think it's like my negative brain that it's also, but it's also like helping me out because if it wasn't there maybe i would be a fucking you know i'm the fucking funniest dude in the world man (laughs) so i don't know it's weird though i don't think it because even when i was at um uh i was at just for laughs festival uh in montreal last month and um it was crazy because i was the first time i ever went and i got to go as like a headlining comedian which was fucking crazy how did that feel insane but at the same time i was like same shit i was like i don't belong here i should not be here right now <laughs> this is imposter insane. syndrome i absolutely because yeah. i was walking by like fucking like people who i like listen to on their podcast all the time like mark norman and shit and like just like like comedians who are mm-hmm. like hilarious and like mm-hmm. professionals and then i'm like i make youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> you guys make youtube videos too yeah. so it was weird it was super yeah how do those guys treat you um, well, I was too nervous to talk to them, okay. so I got to uh, sort of skip out on that. <laughs> if they were me- if they were going to be mean to me, I'd never know. Yeah. But no, I feel like they obviously they're like the pe- the comedians who I did talk to at JFL. I feel like they all felt the same as mm-hmm. me, which was nice because I thought I was the only one who felt that way. But yeah, the whole time I was there, I was just like, this is not. I think I'm just like I feel like I tricked everybody. Like I feel like I'm a like David Blaine doing like a like a fucking illusion in front of everyone but i don't know it was fun though is there ever a moment i was just gonna ask is there ever a moment where that self trickery actually leads you down a negative path where you don't do something because you buy into that talk like there's a difference between talking to yourself negatively and then saying fuck it i'm still gonna do it and push through it and then there's times where that negative self-talk convinces you not to do the thing Mm. right um i think maybe socially i'll do that because i'm also not good in like i don't think i'm that good in like social situations for the most part um i usually have negative self-talk of being like everyone no nobody at this like if i'm at a bar or a party it's like nobody wants you here no one likes you you could just probably just go home so if i'm like i could just probably just stay home and not go to the thing but if it's Mm -hmm. for like my job or like my like comedy or like what i love doing i feel like it's i'll just do it because it's just like i'll know it'll be fun and i get to do what i love to do and i can sort of i guess um if i'm like on stage it's not it's not really me <laughs> up there it is but like it's not it's a persona yeah 
so I can sort of just like I don't know fake it I guess and pretend and sort of mm. fall back on comedy in a way but um yeah I think definitely it's negative self-talk and like personal like social shit definitely all the time yeah is there a difference between the guy at home and then the guy on stage like is there a difference in the persona between Curtis the comedian and Curtis the person um I'd hope so yeah it'd be hope so, okay. <laughs> yeah I mean well no I feel like it is pretty I just mean in the sense that if I'm like I'm at home and I'm like what's the deal with fucking dishes <laughs> just doing bits all the time I think that'd be annoying um, I think people mistake comedians and like they think comedians are always on right mm. yeah 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 I think even I think I do think the stage persona and like the video persona that I have is very close to like who I am as as an everyday person but no matter like how close those two are I still see them as like two completely separate like people because mm -hmm. um, I th yeah I think it'd be I think weird stuff would start to happen if, if I'm just like I? yeah I don't know it's weird to think about like if you were always on yeah and... yeah 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 is it easy to to go from I was gonna say being turned off to turned on <laughs> oh okay <laughs> it's become one of those conversations <laughs> yeah Either no way, but yes <laughs> <laughs> but is it in, is it an easy <laughs> quick segue we're talking about sex man. yeah <laughs> so is it easy for you to basically turn on the persona and then suddenly be in that space yeah i think so i think definitely in the past like couple of years it's gotten a lot easier to to like turn it on because i literally like have to for like on a weekly basis for like youtube and shit mm -hmm. um so i think with that it's been helping out it's just been like or when i'm doing my podcast too it's like fucking i have to be on so it's like it, it gets a lot easier just it's with anything it's like i've been doing it for so fucking long so it's like yeah. it, it just gets easier so but yeah and when you are on stage and you're bombing or it's not working mm -hmm. and you can see it mm -hmm. how do you keep yourself focused and not let it suddenly like the voice in the head gets louder and now you're not performing yeah um because i've seen comedians at open mics mm -hmm. you know just blank stare right in the headlights yeah yeah and i've definitely done that before it's hard not to because like it's there's like a thing that you were so confident in and you're like, this is going to fucking tear the roof off of this place. <laughs> and then you say it and it's like no sound at all. And it's like, okay, never mind. Obviously, you morons didn't yeah. understand. Yeah. Is, is this on? <laughs> yeah, literally. That's the, yeah, that's the best when the comedians are like angry at the audience too. <laughs> like, okay, fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. Which probably gets more laughs than the actual joke sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it's. Yeah, it definitely took a bit to, um, I mean, luckily it's never, it didn't happen on like the big tour because I was like, that material was already like worked through and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we do a, me and my buddies do a show here in Toronto sometimes just to like go through new material and stuff. And sometimes like that just shit doesn't work. Like it does, and it's going to happen. Like sometimes you can't, not every joke is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So if it doesn't work, um, 
you know, you can go, you can either, if you're confident in it, you can go back and just, there's always, a, you can always do it again and try, try like a new angle at it or try just like rewrite it um, or just fucking throw it away, which I usually do. It's like, if it's not, if I, I can usually, I feel like I've gone to the point where you can like, you could just tell if something is good in like the first like 10 seconds. And if it's like, if you don't like feel that, then it's like, there's no point in like pursuing it and trying to like fucking like scrape at it until mm. it's like halfway decent it's like you should wait until like the good stuff is like right there for you i think anyway for me personally but yeah i think you just gotta know that if it's something doesn't work it could if you <laughs> try hard at it yeah. but if it doesn't that's fucking fine there's like there's always new shit to talk about so it's fine right do you always test it on audiences or do you test it privately with a group of friends let's say um yeah like i'll like uh, my friends jacob and dean who we who i tour with like we'll always if we have a new bit like we'll just text each other and it's like can i run something by you if you have an idea or like if we'll just like talk about it and like if we have if i have any like tags or bits like something to add to it then it's like then that's fine and that's always good to have that around you like people that are doing the same shit as you Mm -hmm. um who want to help you and um like even for example the the show we did like two nights ago um jacob had a bit that like kind of had like one joke that like he told it and i was like that would work really well in mine and i was like do you care if i just have that and he was like yeah that's fine and it's like I, we've all done that for each other over the years um because he was like I, yeah i wasn't gonna put that anywhere anyway so it's like um so that's been like incredibly beneficial as well to have like people like peers doing the same thing um but yeah sometimes i'll ask my wife and then she'll be like yeah that's that's pretty fine and then, or sometimes I'll try it on a podcast. Maybe she has to say that. I think. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, I'll try it out on like a podcast. Um, that's where like a lot of my bits have like sort of came from also. It's like just for me like talking on the podcast and like I'll have, I'll make one joke like off the cuff on there that like actually is kind of funny. Yeah. And then I'll just rework that into something else. So um, yeah, if that answered the question. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet. Is the, the, is the comedy space a close-knit space or is it um, cutthroat yeah i mean i feel like in my experience personally it's been a lot different from the traditional like stand-up route because um i've been doing like the internet stuff which is like sort of allowed me to take a lot of like shortcuts i think mm-hmm. um which i've you know over the years of like people i've people have fucking like talked shit and i've like heard about it it's happens right because i'd be upset also (laughs) like like if i was in fucking clubs doing shit like for years and years and like some idiot makes youtube videos then he gets to like do big shows in theaters it's like fuck that guy i totally get it um but i think it's like great because in the community that i feel like i'm more within is like the internet youtube space and the friends and like connections i have in youtube are like they're just from youtube and the internet has been like the like the most like fulfilling like relationships and friendships like people that i've known for like five six years plus from vine and youtube and stuff are like some of my like closest friends and Mm -hmm. i feel like that space has been so collaborative and supportive um that you know i i don't have to worry too much about like if another stand-up comedian in toronto doesn't like me because it's like fucking I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't yeah, fucking yeah. care. Um, so 
yeah i i feel like i've definitely been i'm very lucky to be in the the position that i'm in and like the way that i uh have like sort of like navigated through all like the bullshit i guess that comes with like being a a stand-up comedian i guess um but yeah definitely yeah you know there's there's great stand-up comedians that i've met in toronto like the funniest people that like just amazing people but yeah there's also the other people that are you know a little a little with any yeah people suck and people are nice everywhere so yeah yeah. it's also a lot more people are going that route like because it's you get to reach more people yeah yeah exactly that's the thing too it it's like especially in the last couple of years with um with comedy it's like you can't it's impossible to just do stand-up like maybe it's like in the 70s or 80s that was fine because there was that that was all people had but yeah well there's just so much content now and ways for ways to produce content and to get out there so like if you're just doing stand-up like you're it's it's stupid like you're not going to do anything you need to be doing more like you need to be on making internet content and it's like fun too it's like and it helps it gets you it makes you a better writer it makes you a better like filmer producer like it helps you out so much just to like do that so it's like it's it was weird when i was starting to do that and i would hear stuff from people being like why why are you doing that it's like why 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 not why aren't you doing yeah (laughs) yeah it was weird but do you feel as a comedian today that you can still let me rephrase here in our current climate Mm -hmm. you know when we had so russell peters was our very first guest on the podcast and he talked about how you know there's obviously a different climate when it comes to comedy and comedy from my perspective has always been like comedians specifically are the truth tellers the storytellers they're the ones that are kind of saying what everyone is thinking but nobody wants to say because they don't feel the need to be politically correct Mm -hmm. do you feel that in today's climate you as a comedian can continue to do your job the way it's intended to or do you feel you have to self-censor right um well, yeah, even before the podcast, you told me not to be racist. <laughs> I can't fucking escape this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, there's your fucking there's the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I'm yeah, I can see both sides, I think, because yeah. sometimes people do take it a little too far with, like, if someone makes a, a bad, like, a joke in bad taste or an offensive joke, it's like, yeah, but it was a joke. But like at the same time, like if I went up on stage and was like just said the n word and shit, it's like fucking yo, what are you doing? Right. It's like there's obviously a line, and yeah. there's like, um, and I've never been one to be like I'm gonna say the craziest shit. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna fucking toe the line. You can't fucking censor me. I've never been a guy like that, um, like personally. And if you're if someone wants to be like that, then like fuck, you, you do what you want. But, yeah, I've never been a person to, like, try to get, like, shocking reactions out of people or want to – I never want – I would never want someone who bought a ticket to my show, drove to the fucking theater, parked their car, stood in line and, like, got merch and is, like, waiting for the show. I would hate for me to say something. And then they're like, oh, man. But they would know who you are, though, would they not? Yeah, that's why I think that wouldn't happen. But – 
because you specifically don't yeah. like you said tell yeah the, line, the kind of content exactly yeah so that's why also it's like yeah that would never happen i don't think i would ever do that but i mean not to say that people have never disagreed with what i've said on stage before sure. like it's happened um um even in this like most recent hour like it's it ha it has happened but it's like still it's that's never it that's just that just comes with it but that's ne obviously never my intention and i would feel like shit if that did happen if someone made all that mm -hmm. made the journey to like come see me and spend an, a, a night at the show and then then they just feel like like singled out or like they feel like i'm punching down on them and stuff it's like it's never what i want to do and even with my youtube videos as well it's like i never want to if there's a dude making like cringy content with like a thousand subscribers if i make a video about him that's fucked up because mm -hmm. that'd be insane it's like bullying at that point yeah so i never want to like punch down on people because that's like what yeah it's just gross it's yeah yeah so that's my theory but yeah. but yeah to each their own i guess if you're a comedian who wants to you know do that and be like i'm gonna we got to stop censoring people. I got to say whatever I want. Then it's like, cool. But like, yeah, that's never been your thing. No, I was never, yeah, just never really wanted to do that. What's the hardest thing about being a comedian? Um, I don't know. I think just all the money and shit. It's like, okay. sucks making so, I'm kidding. So much uh, money. Yeah. It's hard. Just flowing in the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just swimming in it. Sucks. No. That's, um, is it, is it a, that was a joke? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it hasn't. It's like I'm, I'm going to say, because for a long period of time, when you're doing open mics at bars and everything, yeah, you're, you're doing it because you, you know, yeah, you, you need money. I think the first, I think the first like seven years of doing stand up, I made like thirty dollars from just stand up collectively, collectively <laughs> through wow. like seven years. So, yeah, I didn't make any fucking money from it. Um, what was the turning point? Uh, YouTube. Yeah. pretty much that was the only thing that made me like um have a steady like a good income where i'm like yeah. um comfortable uh now um but no honest i think on a serious note i think the hardest thing about being uh a comedian is i think trying to be or just finding who you are i think on stage because i think it's like becoming it's i feel like when you start performing on stage it's like it's your it's like you just gave birth to like a new person and you're just like trying to figure out who this person is um but you can only do it like five minutes at a time on stage mm -hmm. so it's like it's like if you had a baby and you want to make sure it's like good but like you can only see it five minutes a day it's like what do you even do what do you say like what yeah. do you instill on this baby so it's like it's hard to like like pinpoint like what you even want to be on there because like i think with most comedians they in the first like five years i think i was i was just doing impressions of like bad impressions of like the comics that I liked. Like I was like a shitty version of like Bo Burnham on stage for the first like five years of my career, I think. Um, so I think the hardest part is like, just, I guess just being like genuine and like truthful up there, I think. And, mm -hmm. you know, sort of like, I guess owning that. I think that's hard as a, I think just in any part of life, yeah. I think it's hard to be just like honest with yourself and right. to other people. But 
yeah on stage i think that's the toughest part because you have to do that in front of like however many people while also making them laugh as well so that i think that's the the toughest part is finding that balance i think but but what the fuck i don't know (laughs) (laughs) would you would you ever if you can have a redo would you go back would you go into comedy again Uh, yeah. Knowing everything you know now. Knowing everything I know now. You have to go through the seven years again at $30 mm-hmm. over seven years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Would I know, like, outcomes of, like, sporting games and shit? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> then I don't know. Because I probably would invest in, like, Bitcoin or something back yeah, then. Yeah, right? Man. Yeah. Um, but not for financial com- advice. No, <laughs> yeah. this, this is not what this podcast is. <laughs> um, I think I would. Although yeah. you should look into crypto anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doge is going to the moon, guys. Yeah. Do it. Do it right now. Do it. Um, yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. Yeah, I've made the like the most amazing friends I think I've I could have made in my life from comedy, and I've been, I don't think I would have laughed as hard for the past like 10 years mm. so yeah i think i, I think i would I think i'd do it again do i not go into a lot of comedians you know like going into acting and like making like comedy like making movies and tv mm-hmm. shows you want to go that route at all or just stick to the stand-up yeah yeah i mean i i definitely want to expand into that with like acting and, and writing and um <clears throat> like in, in movies and, and tv shows and i've done auditions and stuff um like this past year just more so trying to get into it but um it's so it's weird because like youtube is sort of like uh a creative person's like like wet dream pretty much like you can do whatever you want like to an extent but like you can do pretty much whatever you want and if you do it for long enough and you're like if you're smart about it like you can find an audience for it like you can there are people who want to watch what you are interested in because if you're interested in it you're someone else you're is the only person in the world that's exactly yeah just impossible exactly yeah so i feel like youtube is like i can make whatever video i want i can especially now i'm at the like i've been lucky enough to get to the point where i i think my audience is um they sort of like trust me if i deviate from like the usual style of content um so i can like make whatever i want like whenever i want and and no one is telling me like what I can or can't do. I don't have to worry about like getting a fucking like producer to or like a movie studio to like fund it. I can just do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at the same time, starring in in a movie, it's it's just it's just an, I'm all all I want to do is like enter, like make people laugh and just find new ways to be funny. So of course, it'd be a dream to you know like write and act and stuff and star movies Mm -hmm. and stuff but yeah for right now it's like that would be such a huge chunk of my time Mm -hmm. like you'd have to carve it out from something yeah yeah yeah, i'd have to totally put youtube like on the back burner and that's something i don't want to do because i have fun doing it and it's like fulfilling and it's like it's like yeah it's what i've wanted to do for like the last like like i'm like I w- grew up watching YouTube, so it's like it's yeah. it's always been a part of like my life and like what could be fun. So, what don't people know about the business of <clears throat> comedy? 
Because you're essentially an entrepreneur. You're doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing everything yourself, right? <laughs> like you when you start off, you're managing your finances, you're booking mm-hmm. gigs, you're doing all these things. And I'm sure as you grow, you start to bring on and onboard a team, but you're still in charge <clears throat> of the whole operation. Yeah. What's yeah. that process like? Um well, it's it was pretty easy for the first seven years because I only had like 30 bucks to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> I could see all of it. Yeah. Of <laughs> it was in nickels and dimes. It was pretty easy. Um, but yeah, once the, like once I quit Inkbox um, mm-hmm. and I was like totally self-employed, that was like a, like a, like a big wake up call, um, especially with like taxes and shit. Because uh, you have to like pay those. Yeah. If you guys didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's like pay taxes and stuff. So that was like a big wake up call. And I was like, oh, I have to give away like a b- bunch of the fucking money that I made this year to uh, the government. But um, no, like half your $30. Yeah. I know. I'm lucky 15. <laughs> it's fucked up. Um, no, I think I was pretty lucky. I, um, as soon as I went full time, I, um, I had, uh, manager, um, like who I signed with before I went full time, who was already like, you know, giving me like pretty frequent like brand deals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I hired um, a business manager like as soon as I could, um, which is definitely something I would recommend to do something as like if it makes sense. Obviously, if you can afford it, if you can, if there's room for it in the budget, fucking yeah. do it because it like saved my life. I never have to like worry too much about what I have to do for like taxes or if any issue arises or if I need like financing for a video or something like that it's like it's that's been like super helpful but yeah I think time management is like the biggest thing that I'm still like struggling with but that I know Mm. the importance of um how are you struggling with it (laughs) what is it about it I think I think I'm I'm especially with videos i'm very like nobody can fucking touch this this is my thing and i'm doing it and no one else can work on it because this is my shit um and that's been good because like every video i put out i can be like that was all me uh that was purely from like my head but at the same time it's like i gotta find an idea i gotta script it i gotta fucking film it and then I gotta edit it, and I gotta make a thumbnail. I gotta think of a title. I gotta fucking mm. film a brand deal thing. If it, that doesn't, if I did something wrong or I said something in the brand deal I didn't like, I gotta redo it. And I gotta send it to them. And I gotta send it back. And then I go, okay, it's good to go. No, not yet. You're supposed to post it last week. Okay, sorry. Can I post it next week? It's like so much bullshit all the time. Yeah. Um. So it's like, it's good and bad. So I feel like the thing that I was like really struggling with was like I was just working too much um where i was just just it's shit i didn't have to do i was and i also wasn't working like smart either i was like i would like i i would work for like an hour and be like all right i'm that was good i'm gonna play video games for (laughs) a couple hours and i would just like play apex for like four hours and just be an idiot but um i think it's gotten better of like scheduling being like i'm gonna edit for this amount of time yeah i'm gonna you know hang out with 
Jenna, I'm like, I'm going to, we're going to spend time like me and my wife and, you know, we're going to go for a walk with the dog at this time. We're going to, and then maybe later after dinner, I'll play video games. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I sound like a child. But <laughs> if hey, I do listen, all my homework, I play video games. <laughs> yeah, if I finish all my homework, I can play video games with my friends. Um, so I think it just took it's a while. Release. Yeah, it is. It yeah. definitely is. Yeah. So what's your game? Um, I usually play Apex, Apex Legends. Are you good or you just play because you, you need something to do? I'm okay. Well, that's a good answer. I'd be, yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll surprise myself. I'll, I'll <laughs> pop off in a game, and then some days I want to fucking kill myself. Yeah. It's all good. But yeah, I think, um, I think it's it's finding things that you know aren't work related that can like really help you, mm-hmm. um, physically and mentally. Like I got back into uh, golf like two years ago, and that's like that's helped me out like an insane amount because yeah. I can just. That's something I can do for like four hours and it's outside. I'm walking, I'm getting like fresh air and I can like focus on one thing and I have to look at my fucking phone and worry about like what people are commenting or like how my video is performing and stuff. I can just yeah. like focus on one thing and just like try to work at that and be better at it every time. Yeah. So that's been like really beneficial for like my, I think physical and mental health is just like, finding ways to step away from the work yeah and then when i do get to back go in like to actually get work done i'm like excited and being like fuck i'm gonna get a bunch of awesome stuff done and then it's like two or three hours that i've like allotted myself for like today so um yeah it's a struggle i don't think i'll ever be like perfect at it but well time um, management for everyone yeah is always a challenge like even the people that have it down packed like this is what i'm doing from this minute to this minute to this hour Mm -hmm. you know even in those scenarios it's really hard because there's things that just come up and throw the whole schedule off yeah yeah exactly that thing you were going to do for 10 minutes took 35 minutes yeah and now suddenly you're behind 25 minutes and you're just you're trying to play catch up right so i think it's always a work in progress you're never going to perfect time management in my opinion yeah yeah it's impossible like you can create habits you can create routines you can stack your habits you can do all sorts of things like that to help create more or improve the chances of success but Mm -hmm. even then again you're going to come across those scenarios or those times where it's it's just not going to work yeah yeah, shit happens basically. Yeah, yeah. is what you're the <laughs> layman's term. That's a very yeah. yeah, it's a very much nicer way of saying. It. <laughs> so okay, you're you're working on new material. Yes, uh, for a tour potentially in summer, fall, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. Did you hear that bang? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, there's some banging going on. Um, so summer, fall, twenty twenty four. Yes. <laughs> Someone's trying to spray paint. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then what else you got coming up? What else you working on? Um, well, yeah, the the special's coming out in the fall mm-hmm. of this year. So that'll be good for people to... And where can to, people watch that? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're still, uh, we're still uh, talking to people. Um, are you I, thinking like a streaming service? Are you thinking... Well, yeah, I... Pro- like, I... Um, I funded the whole thing like independently so like i okay. i own it which is great yeah so i'll be put i'll be releasing it independently yeah um and then yeah but yeah we'll see if um any other streaming services want it but yeah. that's like where we're at right now um can you share just for my own curiosity what does it cost 
to fund an entire like special like that ballpark if you're not you know um i mean it was like it was two two shows uh like two full days of like setup and like filming and like takedown and stuff um they had to build like a whole like fake wall for the back of the stage Mm -hmm. uh we had like directors coloring editing and stuff so it was like it was not cheap. It was scary. I hated because pa- <laughs> usually compared to YouTube, but YouTube's fucking free. I can just like yeah. I hit record and I edit and it's done. But so it was like it was like in the six figures, which was wow. crazy. It was like a whole production. Yeah. Um, but it was like because I was like obviously me. I'm like the YouTuber in me. I'm like I was trying to fucking cut costs at any thing. I was like sure. I don't want to spend. This. Yeah. <laughs> this is scary. Um, so, and then I, after talking to like, like my management and stuff and, um, they were like, like, it makes sense. This is like my first special. It's like the first time a lot of people have ever seen me do stand up. Mm So I don't really post clips that much like to the internet. Um, so like I figured if I'm going to do it right, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Right. You know? So that's why we had like, just for laughs, like produce it. They've produced so many specials right. before so it's like so you had someone with, or, or an organization that at least has like yeah like, yeah yeah they had like an understanding a track record of like show you the way essentially okay. yeah so yeah. like it was obviously it was more expensive but you know in the long run i think it was the right call yeah um so yeah it was yeah pretty pricey <laughs> yeah <laughs> well <Freaking> hurt <laughs> yeah i can imagine yeah but you know it's for the for the betterment of my career or whatever. It's investment. Yeah, it's investment. investment. Yeah, exactly. Just like Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Put all your money in it. (laughs) Uh, Well, listen, uh, thank you so much for coming through. Of course. Thanks for having me. This was fun. I hope it was okay. Yeah? Okay, cool. All right. (laughs) I hope I instilled some knowledge. I feel like whenever I talk, I I just black out, so I don't know what I said. Was uh, I racist? <laughs> <laughs> not racist enough. Okay, <laughs> damn. Not enough to get us clicks. So like, we're gonna have to redo this. Right, and figure yeah, it more out. racist. Yeah. <laughs> Subscribe no, to the Patreon for the racist <laughs> version of this podcast. <laughs> no, no, you're cool. I appreciate you coming through. Of this course, thanks. Fun. Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, me. Best of luck. Let us know when this special drops. Yeah, we want to see it. Cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. Where are you touring? Is it like? Nationwide? Like... Uh, well, we're planning a world tour for next year. So Does world tour just mean North America or like? Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes a world tour just. Like, I mean, North America uh, is the in world. The world. The world. Yeah. It, it's in the world. It's in the world. It yeah. Is, yeah. I so think. Well, you're the world champions if you're there, if you win the World Series, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like yeah. True. Yeah. So like, <laughs> so I'm saying you could say world tour, like depending on. Yeah. True. Well, I think it. I think well, we did Australia earlier this year, but we're gonna do. I think. North America, mm-hmm. but then also I think Europe and like UK and stuff. Okay, I nice. think and yeah. Canada. That's in North America, so yeah. that counts for that. That is in North America. That is in North America. So, right. yeah, hopefully, world tour. I'll have some good material for next year, and it'll be great. But but, but until then, I'll I'm on YouTube. So on YouTube, yes, shilling Bitcoin. Yes, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Amazing, buddy. Congrats on everything you've been you've done so far, and. Uh, yeah, let us know when this special comes out and let us know when the tour is out. I'd love Will to do. come see it. Sick. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>